Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Man and Billy Mills Orchestra. Well, Pet Milk's famous food expert, Mary Lee Taylor, has done it again. Yes, Mary Lee has come up with another recipe so outstanding... It's been named the recipe of the month. It's for pineapple upside-down cake. So unusually good, husbands the country over voted it the best ever. Right now, Mary Lee Taylor's pineapple upside-down cake is featured in grocery stores from coast to coast. With this shortcut pet milk recipe, the most inexperienced cook can bake a light, fine-textured, rich-tasting pineapple upside-down cake. Now, why are foods made with pet evaporated milk so unusually good? Because pet milk is good, sweet country milk, concentrated to double richness by evaporation. Even when mixed half and half with water, pet milk is still richer than ordinary bottled milk. And that extra richness makes a delicious difference in all sorts of family foods. Makes a difference in your food bill, too. Because pet milk costs less generally than any other form of whole milk. Tomorrow at your grocer's, get pet milk. Help yourself to one of the handy take-home recipes featuring pineapple upside-down cake and treat your family to this wonderful dessert soon. (laughs) Mrs. McGee of 79 Wistful Vista has a housekeeping problem. There's an unsightly-looking fixture in her living room that makes the room hard to keep clean. She can't throw it away because she can't even lift it. And besides, she's married to it. (laughs) So here she is, dusting around it, as we join Fibber McGee and Molly. McGee, I hate to bother you when you're so busy reading the paper, but I'd like to dust the coffee table. Oh, don't mind me, kiddo. That's okay. Go right ahead and dust. Thank you. Will you lift your feet so There's not much in the paper anymore these days, anyhow, it seems like. Unless you like news, of course. (laughs) Personally, I'd rather read... McGee, are you going to take your feet off of my coffee table, or shall I gild them and stick a few books between them? (laughs) Oh, why didn't you ask me, kiddo? There, both of them. What I'm looking for in the paper... Oh, here it is. The Daily Horoscope. Horoscope? Uh-huh. You don't take that seriously, do you, McGee? Well, I've known it to work out pretty good. Like with Uncle Dennis. He was born under the sign of Pisces, the fish. He sure drinks like one. <laughs> now, that doesn't prove anything. He could have been born under any sign. Oh, not under the sign of Aquarius, the water bearer. He couldn't. <laughs> if there ever was a guy that couldn't bear water, Uncle Dennis is... <laughs> Never mind, Uncle Dennis. Read Uh, your paper. Let me see. It says, Today is a very critical day for all those born under the sign of Scorpio. And, hey, that's me, Molly. I'm a scorpion. Well, you're an honest lad to admit it. It says, If you were born under this sign, be very cautious about any moves you make today or great harm may befall you. Uh Uh-oh. It says, This danger exists only during the daylight hours. When the sun goes down, you will find all your troubles behind you. 
Oh, my gosh, Molly, am I glad I seen this. Huh. You're going to be careful about the moves you make today, are you? Oh, I'm going to go further than that, Molly. I ain't going to make a move today. <laughs> Not one of any kind. What? Why, you don't catch me tempting fate. I've been warned. I'm not going to budge from this chair till sundown. What? I'm going to sit right here as quiet as a mouse at a cat show. Oh, for the... Now, McGee, that's a little silly. No, sir. You know Mayor Latrivia and his girlfriend are coming for dinner tonight, and there's a million things to do around here today. Well, you go right ahead and do them. I won't get in your way. I'll set. Well, now, if this isn't the silliest, come in. Good morning, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly, and good day to you, Bubble Nose. <laughs> Hi. Drag up a Davenport and set a spell, suet seat. No, thanks. I'm just passing through. Oh? I only have one more call to make this morning, and then I'll be free for the day. Thought you might like to get your clubs out and set golf back a few hundred years. <laughs> not today, fatso. I'm not moving out of this chair till after sundown. Too dangerous. Oh? Yes, sir. Who's after him now, Molly? And I hope they catch him. It's the stars, doctor. Stars? Yep. Yes. He read a horoscope in the Gazette that said he should be careful today. And you know him. He goes overboard like an orange peel on a ferry boat. <laughs> oh, so now it's his horoscope, is it? Yep. Ah, that's just an excuse to stay home because he knows I'd beat his ears off. Ha, ha, quit dreaming, you dreamer. You never beat me an honest game of golf in your life. Naturally not. You don't play an honest game of golf. <laughs> Oh, now, Doc. I do, too. You do not. He does, too. I do not. You do, too. He does not. And stop arguing with my wife, you big bully. Sorry, Molly. <laughs> but just ask him about the last time we played, though. Oh, that. Ask him who it was took 32 strokes getting out of the woods and then claimed he was using his club to kill a snake. <laughs> McGee, you didn't. Yes. And ask him what I brought out of them woods when he started beefing about it, too. What, Doctor? A dead snake. <laughs> little cheater. Well, my goodness, that wasn't cheating, Doctor. The heck it wasn't. That was my dead snake. <laughs> I planted it there for just such an emergency. Heavenly days. Well, I'm really sorry he can't play with you today, Doctor. You two sterling sportsmen are very evenly matched. Yep. Well, I better get along and make that last call. I'm going to see young Dr. Benson, a new rival of mine. Oh, a new doctor in town? Yes, he's a nice lad. He spent six years in medical school, had two years of postgraduate work, and three years as an intern. So today, he hung up his shingle. Oh, and you're going over to welcome him, are you? No, I'm going over to treat him. When he hung up his shingle, he drove a nail in his hand. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and the Dipsy Doodle.
Care of the living room. Looks swell, too. Have to move the Davenport back against the wall now. Right. <sighs> that Davenport is heavy, isn't it? Yes, it is. But how could you tell? <laughs> Simple, kiddo. I could tell by the way you strain. <laughs> I sure wish I could help you, but McGee, I can't. now this is ridiculous. We've got company coming tonight, and if you can't give me a hand with all I have to do, would you just kindly go bowling or something well, so gee, I whiz, can... Well, Molly, you heard my horoscope. Be careful of any moves I make today. It's too risky. Oh, for goodness sakes. It didn't say you had to grow to that chair. It merely said... Please, my dear. I'm afraid you just don't understand the deep meaning of these here things. You're so right. <laughs> You see, it all depends upon the position of the stars, Molly. The stars have been guiding our lives for countless generations, like the Democrats in the White House. How do they do that? Well, the way them stars are lined up decides everything, even our health, whether we're sick or well. All them stars are marked with little signs, see, and that's what we call the signs of the Kodiak. No, dearie, hmm? Zodiac, not Kodiak. <laughs> a Kodiak is a bear in Alaska. That's what I say. It don't matter if you're a bear in Alaska or fully dressed in Wichita. You can catch your death of cold if you go against the Kodiak. And I'm not going to move because... Come in, for goodness sake. Well, Mayor Latrivia, we weren't expecting you this early. Well, I just stopped by for a minute, Molly, to tell you that Miss Newell and I may be a few minutes late this evening. Hi, Latrivia. Oh, hello. Uh, her, uh... Her appointment at the beauty parlor has been delayed. My gosh, boy, you don't have to buy the girl a new face just to impress us. Of course not. Just drag her along the way she is. If a gal's homely, she's homely. So what? <laughs> Miss Newell is not homely. She merely likes to be well-groomed. Groomed? That's for horses, Latrivia. <laughs> you don't mean this gal's as big as a horse and they got a... No, car and... no. <laughs> That'll do, dearie. I, uh, I think you'll like Lillian Molly. Charming girl. Studying to be a concert violinist, you know. Wonderful. How'd you meet her, Latrev? Uh, well, I was sitting on a bench in the park one day. And she walked and... by and dropped a hanky. You don't have to tell me, boy. I, I know how they operate. <laughs> I go to the movies. <laughs> she did not drop her hanky. Of course not. She dropped her violin case. <laughs> on my foot. Oh, she's a sly one. It was purely accidental, whatever you're thinking, McGee. Hmm. And I'm sure I know what you're thinking. Lillums is a very refined girl. Lillums? Oh, no. Yeah, well, that was a slip of the tongue. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to meeting her, Mr. Mayor. Pretty, is she? Like a vision, Molly. Eyes like pools of moonlight. Teeth like pearls. Does the moon love them, Lillums? <laughs> Who knows I love them, me? Oh, stop that! Looks like this Lillum's kid is out to get him. Nothing of the sort. Yeah? Miss Newell and I merely enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. She took me to visit her family recently, and I found... Uh-oh, uh -oh. that's all, Homer. That does it. You're a dead duck. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. Her parents treated me with great respect. Matter of fact, her father even showed me his collection that he's so proud of. Collection of what? Stamps? No. Shotguns. Oh! <laughs> but if you think for one minute... Now, you now. Mr. Mayor, now don't get upset. 
McGee's just teasing, but when you and Miss Newell get here tonight, I'll make him behave. I shall be deeply grateful. We'll be here about seven. Well, bye bye honey bunny. bye bye dear honey bee. Oh, get lost! Never mind! I'll get lost! McGee, you shouldn't kid Mary trivia like that. Ah, it's good for him. Besides, I got to do something to break the monotony of sitting in this chair all day. Well, I don't see how you could possibly get hurt just doing a few things around the house. You could just... No, Molly. Hello, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hey, I came by to take you to the ball game, pal. First game of the season. Wistful Vista Vultures and the South Northville Southern Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) I got free tickets. Oh, boy, I just left... I'm sorry, Junior. I can't go. I ain't moving out of this chair till sundown. Seasick? No, but I will be soon. It's his horoscope, Mr. Wilcox. Yeah, I can't take a chance. Oh, come on, pal. I wish you'd go with oh, me. I'd sure like to, but... I can spare him, believe me. <laughs> We're having guests for dinner, and I'd rather have him out of the house than sitting here looking like a stuffed ancestor. Uh, did you say guests for dinner, Molly? Have you decided on a dessert yet? No, I haven't had time to think about well, it Well, I've got the suggestion of the century. You did it. Pineapple upside-down cake, Molly, made with head-evaporated milk. Say, that is a good idea. <laughs> easy to make. And easy to take. Yes, sir. Pet Milk's Pineapple Upside-Down Cake. That's the recipe of the month, you know, featured in grocery stores everywhere. Boy, I'd sure like to see that game. You see, it's Pet Milk's version of that great old favorite, Molly. And you know how much extra deliciousness you add to all your cooking when you do that cooking with Pet. A uh, pineapple upside-down cake made with Pet Milk's husband-tested recipe. Ah, that's really living. Who's pitching, Hilo, you know? <laughs> you hush, dearie. Mr. Wilcox is pitching. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and pitch, Mr. Wilcox. Well, now look. Just picture the scene at your dinner table, Molly, when you march proudly in with that beautiful finish for a wonderful meal. Three men on base. It's topped with juicy red pineapple... <laughs> <laughs> It's garnished with maraschino cherries. It's chock full of mouth-watering flavor. And it has the added goodness that pet milk brings to all your cooking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost game time now. <laughs> sure is, and I'm sorry you won't go with me, pal. I'll miss you. Oh, thanks, Junior. That's very nice of you, but... Yes, I'll... indeed. Yes, indeed. I'll be sitting there watching the game, but uh, my mind won't be on it. Oh. Deep down inside, my thoughts will be back here with you three. Three? Yep. You, Molly, and that pineapple upside down cake. Goodbye, kids. Why didn't you go with him, McGee? (laughs) You'd love it. You said it, I'd love it. But I can't take the gamble, Molly. That might be just the place the stars have picked out to clobber me in. Who knows? (laughs) Heavenly days. What an effort. Well, when I'm not going to... Come in. Oh, hello there, Ollie. Well, hello, mistress, and the same to you, McGee. Hi, Ollie. If you got any big deals for me, boy, don't tell me. I don't want to hear any good news. Well, okay. In that case, I won't tell you about Cupid Hall on the punch board at Dad's Club. The one you've been trying to win all week. Well, what about it, Ollie? What about it? Oh, nothing. I used to happen to know where to punch to win it, that's all. You gotta hurry, though. Oh, boy. No, sir. Not today, Ollie. His horoscope has him grounded, Ollie. He's as worried about the stars as a Hollywood columnist. You know about horoscopes, Ollie? Oh, sure, McGee. My boy, Lars, he's with the Navy on submarine. Oh, yeah. Every day he looks through the horoscope. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
the periscope, Ollie. It is? Yeah. Well, anyway, Lars, he always looks through it in the paper every day to see what happens to him with the sign of a spoon on it. <laughs> oh, that? Well, that's his horoscope, Ollie. Well, McGee, you said it was a periscope. Well, I thought you meant a periscope. I said a horoscope. <laughs> said he looked through a thing on a submarine, then things you look through on submarines is a periscope. You ever been in the Navy, McGee? <laughs> no. Well, I was. Yeah. I was a sailor on a Swedish submarine before I was married. Okay, so when you were in the sub and you wanted to see outside, what was the round thing you looked through? A porthole. <laughs> what could you look through? A horoscope? <laughs> well, personally, only I think this whole thing is a lot of nonsense, but himself here is sticking to it, You so... bet I'm sticking to it. All the signs of the Kodiak... Point to trouble, and if I make any moves before sundown, I can't... I can't go against the signs, can I? Well, my Uncle Otto Swanson tried it, McGee, just last week. Yeah? He went against the sign at 14th and Oak in this little old yellope. <laughs> we, we got a new name for Uncle Otto now. Really? What do you call him now? The late Mr. Swanson. <laughs> well, I give you regards to the Cupid all, McGee. So long, both you fellas. So long, <laughs> The King's Men and Singing in the Rain. I'm singing, I'm singing in the rain. Just singing in the rain. What a glorious feeling. I'm happy again. I'm laughing at clouds so dark of above. The sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love. Let the stormy clouds chase the folks from the place. Bring on the rain, I've a smile on my face. Down the lane with a sweet refrain, just a singing, singing in the rain. Ooh, why am I smiling? Why do I sing? Why does December seem sunny as spring? Why do I get up each morning to start With so much joy in my heart Cause I'm singing in the rain I'm singing in the rain What a glorious feeling I'm happy again I Above. The sun's in my heart, I'm ready for love, and I'm singing in the rain. Well, now let me see. The roast is in the oven, vegetables are ready, table set. I mustn't forget to put the candles on. Clock says 6.15. The mayor and Lillian are due at 7. Hey, Molly! There he goes. The only thing he's moved all days is lower jaw, and that hasn't stopped five minutes. Hey, Molly! Quick! Bring some water! Take it easy, lover. You can't be that thirsty. You've had four root beers and an orange juice. Hey, water! My cigar slipped under the cushion. My chair is afire! Quick! Heavenly days! Get up, McGee. Get out of the chair. Now, now give me the water, quick. The water. Of all things. 
Huh? Oh, boy. Hmm. That's got it. My gosh. I thought I was going to have to move for a minute there. <laughs> horoscope or no horoscope? Well, that does it. Look at that fine chair, the arm of it. That's just delightful. Oh, just a little hole burning it, that's all. About the size of my head. <laughs> Don't worry, baby, I'm okay. In ten minutes more, the sun goes down, and this terrible ordeal of mine will be over. I'm so happy for you. Uh, it took a lot of courage, a lot of willpower, but I've been brave. The horoscope says when the sun goes down, you will find all your troubles behind you, remember? I'll be glad to get up when the... Who's that? Come in. Oh, it's Mr. Wimple. Hello, Mr. Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs> Hi, Wimp. Come in. How's everything at your house, boy? Oh, she's fine, Mr. McGee. <laughs> she? Oh, you mean sweetie face. My dainty young wife. <laughs> Your dainty young wife? Mm, I can dream, can't I? <laughs> she was fixing dinner last night, and I went out in the kitchen, and I said, Sweetie face, I said, spring is here, the season of romance. Lean down here, I said, and give your little Wally a great big smack. <laughs> oh, you devil, you. Did she do it? Yes, but... I picked a bad time to ask, Mr. McGee. Oh? Have you ever been smacked with the flat side of a fresh halibut? <laughs> a five-pounder? No, I guess he just hasn't lived, Mr. Wimple. Oh, today has been just a lovely day for me, though. I've been out in the woods with my bird book, bird watching. Oh, you see anything interesting out there? Oh, yes, indeed, I did, Mr. McGee. Good. I saw a red-breasted sapsucker sucking sap. <laughs> then I saw a dead woodpecker busy at work. A dead woodpecker working? What was he doing? Pecking dead wood. <laughs> That's what they always do. That's why... They were you like... really love birds, don't you, Mr. Wimple? How did you get so interested in them anyhow? Oh, it all started years ago, Mrs. McGee, when a little bird saved my life. Saved your life? Yes. I was lost in the North Woods. Wow. Miles from civilization. No compass, nothing. I had about given up when a little seagull flew into my camp one day. Yeah? The little fellow just seemed to sense my plight. Oh. He flew around and around me like he was trying to tell me something. Finally, I understood. And that little bird saved my life. My goodness, he must have been a smart little bird. Oh, I wouldn't say he was smart exactly, but... He certainly was delicious. <laughs> hey, Molly, look. It's getting dark, kiddo. It's sundown. Wow, I can get up. Well, thank heaven. You've got time to get yourself cleaned up now before the guests come. Oh, it's good to stretch. I was getting plenty tired sitting. McGee, what's that in the chair? Oh, it's a letter. Hmm, I've been sitting on it all day and didn't even feel it. I don't see how you can feel anything. <laughs> you must have brought it in with the other mail this morning and dropped it in that chair and... Well, who's it from? Open it up. Turn on the floor lamp. Hmm, that reddit bulb must be burned out. Bring it over here by the window. Yeah, there's enough light daylight over here. Uh-oh. It's from the Light and Gas Company. What? It says final notice. Unless your bill is paid by 5 o'clock today, your gas and electricity will be turned off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, no lights. Our guests, McGee, we can't eat in the dark. We won't have to eat. The gas just went off, too. Oh, I can't finish cooking my dinner. Well, that proves it, Molly. Proves what? That horoscope was right. It said when the sun went down, I'd find all my troubles behind me. And I did. I've been sitting on them. <laughs>
Fibber and Molly return in a moment. The woman who's been married a while and whose babies are now school age has no question in her mind about what brand of milk to buy for her family. She gets pet brand evaporated milk because she knows by experience there is no better milk. She's seen her babies grow strong and sturdy on pet milk and knows that no milk is easier for a baby to digest. No milk has a better balance of the milk minerals and vitamin D needed for building sound bones and teeth. She also knows how easy it is with pet milk to fix the kind of good nourishing food her husband and youngsters like best. Fix it for less money, too, because pet milk costs less generally than bottled milk or any other form of milk. And she knows that pet evaporated milk isn't a milk substitute. It's the real thing. Good, sweet country milk made double rich by evaporation. There's no better milk, that's for sure. So you young wives who are just beginning to keep house... Begin to use the brand of milk found in so many happy homes across the country. Pet brand. Pet evaporated milk. Ladies and gentlemen, we Americans love to refer to our country as a land of freedom. But it doesn't look that way to a crippled child. That's right. Freedom to do as you please is a pretty empty phrase when your legs don't work. That's why the National Society for Crippled Children maintains training camps and hospitals and special schools so that crippled children, all crippled children, may have their God-given right to a healthy, normal life. The Society for Crippled Children is supported by our contributions through the sale of Easter seals. Uh, Send your contributions uh, to crippled children, uh, care of your local post office. That's all, just crippled children, care of your local post office. Good night. Good night, all. The first evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Suppose, quite by accident, you heard you were being dropped by someone you considered to be your friend. Well, that's the unhappy situation Sally Carter finds herself in. And what the surprising outcome is, you'll hear in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Right after the story, you'll hear about an easy recipe that makes good use of leftover ham. It's Mary Lee Taylor's recipe of the week for ham loaves with ketchup gravy. And you'll hear how to make it on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning over NBC. Now, Eddie Cantor brings you more fine entertainment on NBC.